The Reluctant Meditator's Guide to Mindfulness. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this episode of Mindfulness Made Easy, The Reluctant Meditator's Guide to Meditation. Today I'm going to be doing the podcast in two sections. The first section is to explain some concepts within meditation, and the second, which is separate, is to actually take you through a guided meditation. The reason is so you don't have to hear me talking about the concepts behind it each time, because you may want to replay the the section of the podcast, which is purely the meditation. So that will come in a bit. Um, So if you want to skip this bit, you're welcome to move straight on to the next podcast, which is all about how to meditate using a particular process. But if you want to know the background of the process and how it all fits together, then carry on listening. Today I'm going to talk about the linkage between meditation, mindfulness, self-hypnosis, and the flow state. So let's just check out some of those terms. We've got, of course, meditation, which is the process of becoming still and focusing your thoughts on one particular thing. We've got mindfulness, which is particularly the practice of learning how to become more present, although people often consider it to be the same as meditation is not the same. Mindfulness is about getting to a place where you become very aware of what's going on, become very mindful, you're choosing your response and your thoughts towards things and events. The state of flow is a concept that's been identified by a guy called Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, who is one of the founders of positive psychology, and he notes that we get into particular states sometimes that he calls a flow state, where our focus seems to be very much on what we're doing, tend to be immersed in it, time seems to disappear, it's very enjoyable, we feel like we're doing something that's of value. And this flow state is a very important state. And this leads us on to the final concept, which is self-hypnosis. So self-hypnosis is the ability to do hypnosis on yourself. So what's hypnosis? Well, hypnosis is incredibly similar to flow state. It's where you have a limited focus of attention of your choosing. It's where you are engaged, immersed in that feeling where time seems to disappear. In fact, flow states and the idea of hypnosis or self-hypnosis, if you're helping yourself into a flow state, are pretty much exactly the same thing. This is why it's really interesting when people say, oh, I don't like hypnosis or I don't like self-hypnosis, but I do like meditation. Or I really enjoy fishing or doing DIY or crossword puzzles or knitting where I completely immerse myself in that experience. By doing that, you are limiting your your focus of attention to one particular thing. You're in a flow state, or you could equally say you're engaging in some kind of self-hypnosis. And at that point, the whole idea of self-hypnosis being particularly different or special from anything else disappears. And we find that actually there's a massive similarity between all these ways of being. And all these ways of being are about how do we start to be in charge more, manage, direct, our mind and our focus of attention more because a lot of the problems we have in life is where we find ourselves thinking about things we don't really want to be thinking about engaging in conversations or thoughts you know particularly when people go to bed they find their mind just going over things that aren't conducive to sleeping this is an example of a meditative practice that's not useful or a hypnotic trance that's not useful, or a state that is not a flow state, one in which we're engaged in thoughts and ways of thinking that aren't really beneficial or useful to us. So if we could learn how to switch from one state to another, and that's really what all these different uh, approaches are trying to do, is give us skills 
to be back in charge of our brain. If we could learn to switch from one state to another, one focus of attention to another more useful one, more kind, compassionate, thoughtful, peaceful, then life would be so much easier for pretty much everyone. What's interesting, of course, as well, is when you're in a conversation or a relationship with someone, when both of you are in the wrong type of state, where you're activating the wrong parts of your brain, then everything seems to go pear-shaped. So we can do our bit to improve our relationships, our health, because there's a massive link between our happiness and our health and longevity. It gives us about an extra 10 years, as I mentioned before. We can do a lot to change this. And the process I'm going to be teaching on the next episode of the podcast actually comes from the field of self-hypnosis. But if you follow it, you'll find it's a really great technique for helping you to become still, calm, uh, to be aware of what's going on, but refocusing on what's important. And so as you follow this technique, you'll once again see the distinction between these different modalities is, is almost semantic. They seem to work in very, very similar ways because... To some extent, there's nothing new in the world. You know, we, we, we've been working for a long time to try and understand how do we get to be happy? How do we get to be present? How do we get to contribute? And the other thing that I quite often mention about these practices is they shouldn't be practices. We shouldn't practice meditation. We shouldn't practice mindfulness. Well, we should, but what we shouldn't do is just practice it. We should be present. We should be mindful. We should notice what state we're in and change it, not just in the 10 minutes that we set aside, but much more importantly, all the time. Bringing ourselves to become mindful and observing of where we are right here and now. Now, that is a big ask, you know, to remember to shift your state, to spot your state. It is, you know, we're all humans. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. But the benefits of doing it are extraordinary. So it's 2017, January, as I, as I record this. You know, One of the things I've talked about this year is instead of making New Year's resolution, like I'm going to do this lots, how about you choose a state to inhabit? You choose a practice to engage with. You're not going to get it right all the time. But if you have that as a kind of starting point, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just look at bringing mindfulness into my life. I'm going to look at becoming aware of what state I'm in and shifting that. Then that's a much, much easier thing to actually deliver on. So when you're ready, uh, tune into the next podcast episode and that will take you through uh, a guided meditation. It comes from, say, the work of Milton Erickson. Actually, it was designed by his wife, Betty Erickson. It's called the 3-2-1 process and I think you find it really interesting. Um, please leave a comment. Let me know what you think about these uh, podcasts. They seem to be really, really successful. People are really enjoying them. Uh, the more reviews we have, the more people find out about it. I hope you like this particular take on how to make meditation, mindfulness, being present, being in the right state, something easier for everyone. You take care now. For more information on my work, extra podcasts on related subjects and simple ways to help you put these tools into practice, then please visit philparker.org.